This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, March 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Feds grapple with outbreak impact. Valley Dems face uphill battle and deadline for input on NEPA reform. USDA lets California continue school lunches during closures. The largest school district in Northern California closed its doors this week after one student tested positive for coronavirus. Yet the state will now let meal service continue for nutrition programs in those schools. USDA approved California's emergency request over the weekend for an immediate waiver to allow this flexibility in the programs. Deputy Undersecretary Brandon Lipp said in a statement that USDA stands with the people of California as a part of a federal-wide coordinated response. DPR warns schools on using disinfectants during the outbreak. The Department of Pesticide Regulations is reminding consumers that disinfectants are pesticides regulated under federal and state laws, and labels must be followed at schools and child care facilities. Schools have been racing to deep, clean classrooms as coronavirus outbreaks expand. As in agriculture, children should not be applying or touching the pesticides. Remember, approximately 66% of pesticide-related illnesses in California occur in non-agriculture settings, such as homes, factories, restaurants, and swimming pools. Central Valley freshmen face tough fights in November. A week after the primary election, vote counts are still coming in. So far, two Central Valley congressmen, Representative Josh Harder and T.J. Cox, gathering less support than the Republican challengers they'll face in November. Cox, who represents Kings, Kern, and Fresno counties, will have a rematch against David Valadeo, who had previously occupied the seat. Harder represents San Joaquin and Stanislaus counties and is running against former Turtlock Council member Ted Howes. According to L.A. Times political columnist John Myers, the Democrats might have to spend handily to hold these seats come November. In national news, outbreak hits meetings, but Roberts persists. The coronavirus outbreak is starting to have an impact on the nation's capital. This week's scheduled meeting of the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee will now take place online rather than in person. The Dietary Advisors meeting is the last before the committee publicly shares its draft report on May 11. The decision was made to move to an online-only format out of an abundance of caution in response to travel restrictions imposed by some of the committee's members' employers, according to USDA. Meanwhile, a major annual food policy conference has been postponed. The two-day meeting sponsored by Consumer Federation of America was scheduled to include a keynote address by FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn. Take note, Senate Ag Committee Chair Pat Roberts, who isn't running for re-election, made a farewell speech yesterday morning to the School Nutrition Association despite his staff's concerns about him being in a crowd. But I know these folks, and I really want to thank them, Roberts told reporters. He's 83 years old and acknowledged that the people that are very vulnerable are people like me. He says he feels fine so far. SNA Legislative Action Conference, it went on as scheduled. Purdue pledges flexibility to schools. 
Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue used a speech to SNA yesterday afternoon to outline steps USDA is taking to make it easier for low-income kids to get meals during school closures. For schools where the majority of children are eligible for free or reduced-price lunches, Purdue is offering rules waivers that will allow all of the students to pick up bag lunches at the schools. Normally, they'd be required to eat on site. USDA granted waivers to Washington State Friday and, as we suggested, California on Saturday. You can read more about USDA and the coronavirus outbreak at agripulse.com. McKinney, too early to tell trade impact. Ted McKinney, USDA's trade undersecretary, says it's still too early to say what impact coronavirus might be having on China's ability to import American farm goods. The Chinese have not yet asked for a reprieve from their commitment to purchase $36.5 billion of U.S. farm commodities this year, he said yesterday on the sidelines of the Association of American Pesticide Control Officials annual meeting in Alexandria. Our eyes are on the prize at the end of the year, he said, referring to when China is supposed to complete its 2020 commitments under the Phase 1 trade deal. Today's the last day for NEPA comments. The Council on Environmental Equality is getting a lot of input on whether to move forward with changes to the National Environmental Policy Act. The proposals are being roundly criticized by environmentalists, but supported by business groups. Today's the comment deadline, and CEQ has already received more than 100,000 comments, a good portion of those, no doubt, from the product of organized write-in campaigns. When the proposal was announced, ag groups like the American Farm Bureau Federation, National Cattlemen's Beef Association, and Public Lands Council spoke glowingly of it, saying it will streamline what has turned into a cumbersome process. But green groups and their allies in Congress say they intend changes to the landmark law and will limit consideration of climate change impacts and curtail public input. CEQ has rejected numerous requests to extend the 60-day comment period, doing so officially in a letter to members of Congress. Here's today's She Said It. Well, Governor, if your words are true, it is well past time you own up to the actions you have taken that put our food supply in jeopardy. That state Senate Republican leader Shannon Grove in an op-ed for the Bakersfield Californian that contends Newsom's lawsuit over the federal biological opinions. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, March 10th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.